China is mad that drunk Nancy is showing up in Taiwan. The media and all the health leadership wants monkeypox to be a pandemic. And another terrorist is dead. Or maybe he was already dead. Don't know. All today, Eric's America. You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American. Recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, glad you are checking out the podcast because, you know, it really helps. Um, and you should tell your friends about it. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel today with all the extras. But, uh, yeah, if you're checking it out, you're enjoying it, let a friend know. Maybe they'll check it out and enjoy it as well. We are going to jump into all the fun exciting news that's going on so it's hard to uh know where to start we're going to start today with one of the most interesting stories that's going on right now and it is really interesting because a lot of people are talking about it but not a lot of people really understand it and that is the monkeypox, which has got to be the best name ever for a disease i freaking love it all right i mean there's no there's no real question about what's wrong with you. Say, ah, I got the monkey pox. Ooh, hmm. that's not good. Uh, there's a lot of diseases that have names. You're like, ah, it doesn't sound so bad, really. Whatever. Uh, monkey pox. Boy, does that really hit home. Monkey pox. Um, and I think it's really great for the media because, well, the media has a great disease name, sickness name, illness name to throw around all the time. And boy, have they really screwed with people's heads. Um, because there's a lot of people that are concerned about monkeypox that uh, I just have to tell you, and we're going to listen to some of this here. Um, there's no reason to be concerned because, you know, you're not getting the monkeypox. Anyway, uh, first of all, I can tell you it is not uh, airborne in any way, shape, or form. So uh, you don't have to worry about the catching the pox while you're at uh, you know a show or a game or work or whatever. I mean, you may have to worry about it, but not in the way you think. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna jump into the hysteria, the craziness, and uh, boy, how much the media really, really, really wants uh monkeypox to take over as the new covid i did hear somebody was trying to come up with a new word uh something new to call monkeypox and i think my favorite so far was schlong covid which is great that's awesome almost almost as good as monkeypox not quite here we go we're going to get listening to the media really wants it to be a pandemic Declare it a pandemic. Should you declare it a public health emergency? We are seeing uh, outbreaks that are out of control in many, many parts of the world. And it's very important uh, that we get our arms around this thing. But here is it an emergency States, here? Well, in the, in the U.S. right now, we're looking at public health emergency as, a, uh, as something that HHS might uh, deliver, but I mean, might uh, invoke. But, you know, it really depends on what does that allow us to do. Right now, we have over 2,000 cases but we have ramped up vaccinations, ramped up treatments, ramped up testing, and we're going to continue to look at all sort of policy options. All right. Yeah. 
better get out and get your monkeypox vaccine because, well, you know. Uh, what is going on with the pox? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, so I want to let you know how this started. So uh, a couple months ago, uh, they had a homosexual kink festival. And no, I'm not trying to throw shade at anything. That's exactly what it was. It was literally a, a, a bunch of uh, gay guys who like to participate in some uh, kink things or whatever. And uh, somebody there had the pox <clears throat> and apparently slept with uh, a whole bunch of dudes while he was there and uh, spread the pox. Now, it is not sexually transmitted. It is skin to skin contact with somebody who has, you know, pox on them. So I'm not really sure how this happens. I'm, I'm just telling you right now. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, I'm a guy. <clears throat> so uh, in many ways, that lowers uh, the standard for uh, who you're going to sleep with. I'm just being honest. And uh, But there's never been a time, never been a time in my life, no matter you know what condition I was in, uh, where I'd be like, yeah, you have pox and sores all over you that shouldn't be a problem let's get it on that's not a thing all right but apparently it is i don't know how you uh how, how you uh, that's how you get it skin to skin contact with pox okay anyway uh the hysteria is going crazy though Monkeypox outbreak. Powerful words from the head of the World Health Organization oh, no. amid rising mm. cases of monkeypox. The mm. global monkeypox outbreak represents <laughs> a public health emergency of international concern. A public health emergency. A public health emergency. A public health emergency. <laughs> monkeypox cases surge in more than 75 countries. Here in the U.S., there are about 2,900 cases, including two children. States across the country mm -hmm. are struggling to get the monkeypox vaccine. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, they had to throw that in there, including two children. Well, yes, probably the two children. Uh, their dads came home, uh, maybe on the down low, by the way. Uh, that's very possible, too. Uh, and nobody knew he was, uh, you know, uh, running a train at a kink festival with, uh, and apparently some dude in that uh, line uh, had the pox. And uh, so he comes home and hugs his children with, you know, the pox on him and gives it to his kids because it's skin on skin contact. So um, that should be noted. Um, maybe again, uh, this would be easily, easily, easily uh, prevented from spreading. But, you know, why? How could we ever ask people to do such things? I don't know. Cases are on the rise. The U.S. originally ordered 2.5 million vaccine. They've now ordered an additional 2.5 million, oh. but health officials admit they mm. do not have enough vaccines to meet demand. What are we going to Okay. They said they have 2.5 million. Uh, they want 2.5 million more. I can do math. That's 5 million vaccines. 2,000 cases? How many shots do you need? Now, if I understand it correctly, this is an actual vaccine, not new definition vaccine. Uh, this is a very old vaccine, uh, very similar or the same as like the uh, smallpox uh, vaccination, uh, which eradicated smallpox, by the way. Uh, those are the kind of vaccines I can get behind, uh, ones that, you know, work. Um, just say it. Uh, tried true working vaccines anyway uh why would you need more than five million how many i don't know 
I mean, is it? All right, moving on. Five million seems. Okay. A few hundred vaccines and the appointments for that went in about an hour and a half. The Biden administration considers whether it will also declare a public health emergency here in the U.S. I think they're going to be reluctant to use the word pandemic because it implies that they've failed to contain this. And I think at this and point we have. failed to contain this. I think mm -hmm. the window for getting control of this and containing it um, probably has closed. So far, oh, the majority boy. of the cases wow. have happened in men who are intimate with other men. Oh, men who are intimate with other men uh, you mean gay guys i'm um, just saying i wasn't aware that there's a third category i did see the cdc came out and they were ever so woke and, and precise with their wording they said gay bisexual well that takes care of all that right yep that's that be it no there's a third category really there's a third category that seems weird what's the third category well the third category is men who have sex with men i believe you covered that in the first two uh because yeah but however uh it's pretty easy to contain pretty easy to uh, take care of here's a thought um maybe don't go have random sex with people and if they you know start to get undressed then they got the pox yes say thanks but no thanks i'm good going home um actually gonna take a shower and probably some medication uh you should get some ointment or something for whatever the fuck that is and uh i'm good i'm good i'm just gonna uh have a coke and a smile uh, <clears throat> you know i don't know but uh it's uh they're going crazy for the monkey pox which again greatest name ever monkey pox we have an outbreak that has spread around the world rapidly through new modes of transmission about which we understand truly. Now, they do have new modes of transmission. Now, again, <clears throat> reason being is uh, this is endemic to uh, a few African countries. And as the name would suggest, uh, it comes from somehow contacting a monkey with the pox. So is there a new mode of transmission? Uh, transmission well yeah because usually it was you know somebody would get it and then they brought it home to their family and then that family would you know then interact with their community and it would spread around uh that's not what's happening so it's a brand new mode of transmission called uh people being gross okay let's just call it what it is people being nasty like I, i'm not a prude i don't care what you do but can you have some self-respect? Somebody comes up with pox all over and be like, I'm good, dude. Get that cured. All right. <laughs> Get some cream, something. Get that cured. We'll talk later. I don't know. I, there's a thought. I can cure the whole outbreak real quick. Like, ew, no, um, no. How about no? Uh, get whatever that is taken care of. <laughs> and it meets the criteria in the international health regulations. For all of these reasons, I have decided that the global monkeypox outbreak represents a public health emergency of international concern. So uh, New York and California have now declared states of emergency, health emergencies for the monkeypox. All right. So California, boy, they're really on top of it. So the day before, the day before uh, they declared a uh, health emergency, uh, there was a kink festival for gay men. Um, apparently, they had uh, piggy play. Um, I don't... F 
Okay. Anyway, um, apparently it's a big thing. A lot of people showed up. A lot of people, uh, you know, getting it on. Uh, all that sort of business. Uh, just one problem. Just one problem. Um, they didn't tell people, hey, uh, somebody got a bunch of sores all over them and uh, got the pox. Uh, just uh, no. No. Uh, apparently that was too much to ask. And it was too much to ask. Now, weren't we all asked because of covid because, you know, we didn't want to cough and the sniffles uh, to shut down everything. Kill your business, kill your livelihood, kill your job, kill everything. Lock yourself in your home, shut the world down, cause people uh, despair, depression and kill themselves just so you don't get it. Right. That was what we had to go through. The whole country had to do it. But you couldn't even say, hey, you know what? There's a there's an outbreak of the pox going on. And it seems to be only in one one sort of uh, category and this seems to be exactly the place that it would uh, spread rapidly so how about we uh, we don't do that this year huh let's let's not do that or uh, maybe you just uh, mm, somehow self-regulate something but no you couldn't do that no so they had the kink festival a lot of people showed up uh, a lot of people whatever uh, and uh, next day, it's a monkey pox. Uh, it's a health emergency. Got to get the pox going. So it is really, really insane. Uh, but uh, at least uh, Tedros, who's highly compromised, and uh, he's not even a doctor. And he worked for a genocidal uh, maniac uh, who was a dictator of an African country. Uh, so yeah, he's kind of compromised, but at least even Tetros came out and said, you know, we could fix this thing. Just stop being nasty. And I kid you not. Here you go. An outbreak that can be stopped if countries, communities, and individuals inform themselves, take the risk seriously and take the steps needed to stop transmission and protect vulnerable groups. The best way to do that is to reduce the risk of exposure. Okay. That means making safe choices for yourself and others. Mm -hmm. For men who have sex with men, this includes, <laughs> for the moment, reducing your number of sexual partners. No. Considering sex with new partners and exchanging contact details with any new partners to enable follow-up if needed. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that'd be a good idea. Uh, maybe limit the amount of uh, just random sex you're having for a little while since the pox is going around. That doesn't seem too bad. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, if you're just hooking up with somebody, be like, yeah, let me get your number in case you got the pox. All right. In case you got the pox or maybe I have the pox. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to know if you got the pox. I mean, uh, you're going to have, uh, you know, sores all over you and fever. So, um, I mean, what the hell? Is the drive that great? I mean, again, I'm a guy. I... Yes, the, the drive is great, but I've never been like, man, my body is riddled with sores. I have a fever. I feel like shit. Um, hmm. This seems like the perfect time. No, that's that's usually not it. Um, hmm. And again, I start to worry about who is okay with that guy showing up. I'm like, oh, well, it's just Bob. 
Bob always looks that way. He's always covered in sores and has a fever. What? All right. Uh, so that's the pox. And so people can stop freaking out over the pox. No, you don't need the pox vaccination unless you uh, am, are going to sleep with Bob with the sores. All right. And, and in that case, yeah, you're probably going to need the vaccine. And then you don't have to worry about his sores getting his pox goo on you because, well, you're vaccinated. Um, and unlike other vaccinations, uh, this one actually prevents uh, transmission. So, um, yeah, that's good. That's good. At least something good can come out of it. People can understand, again, the uh, actual definition of a vaccination. So that would, yeah, I think that would work. I think that would work. Uh, but, yes, people can stop uh, being so uh, so concerned and so hysterical over the pox. Because, well, uh, just saying. It may or may not be, even if it would be something, they'd be like, well, you know, uh, I engage in these sort of activities. Again, uh, avoid the guy with the uh, sores all over him and you're probably, well, you're probably going to be just fine. So, you know, uh, just a little bit, just a little bit of a um, little bit of uh, helpful advice, helping stop the monkey pox back, uh, you know, uh, from becoming an epidemic. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, what else do we have? We've covered the pox now. We can move on from the pox. China. China is very angry. And I've run into a little bit of an issue this past week because, um, well, a couple of them. We're going to go over what the issues I have with all this. First of all, China is very angry that uh, Nancy Pelosi is uh, planning on and has now made a trip to Taiwan. Well, um, you know, they don't like it because they don't see Taiwan as uh, a separate entity. They are all one China, and that includes a whole lot of things that aren't China. Uh, and uh, But they believe that Taiwan has no right to have its own government and to self-govern, which uh, many people, including myself, disagree with. I believe they do have the right to self-determination, but, you know. Neither here nor there on on what I feel, but that's just how I feel about it. But uh, Nancy was making a trip there, and there was no real explanation for why uh, drunk Aunt Nance is uh, taking a little field trip to Taiwan. Now, somebody said something about uh, microchips, which that would be interesting. They just passed a bill uh, helping out with microchip shortage, uh, which her husband had promptly used the insider information to invest uh, a pretty substantial amount into some uh, chip companies and now uh, made a huge windfall, which um, nothing to see there. I'm sure he's just he's just lucky. He knows exactly when to uh, invest. He's very good at that. He's very adept at that so uh i'm sure there's no insider trading or anything crazy like that i'm sure it's on up and up but that's basically they said well you know uh, most of the sim uh, most of the uh, chips semiconductors uh uh you know come from taiwan the one company uh taiwan semiconductor manufacturer and uh so she's just going over to see them talk to them get some ideas for her husband um you know, when he's not drunk and running into people, um, you know, he invests money into chips and they wanted more information. Uh, that was the whole idea. But uh, China was not very happy about it because, of course, China's not happy about much of anything these days. Uh, and so it has set off uh, kind of a firestorm. 
unanticipated visit of Speaker Pelosi is generating accusations that the U.S. supports Taiwanese sovereignty. If Speaker Pelosi visits Taiwan, said the Chinese Foreign Affairs spokesman, it would grossly interfere in China's internal affairs. He warned the Chinese military oh, wouldn't want that would to never happen. sit idly by. All right, so this has gotten crazy. So anyway, there's no really good reason for Nancy to go to China. And I would never, ever send drunk Aunt Nance to uh, Taiwan or anywhere else, really. I mean, uh, this is this is what we're talking about. This this is recent. This is from this year of Pelosi talking about a bill. And, and just listen to this insanity. I mean, she is definitely as bad, if not worse than Biden. The other thing that we're getting are we're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's most of the product that we've done is now what we, we may have added in the last day or so. And some of what we added is Senate to the bill, like a hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. <laughs> Manchin doesn't want hearing in the bill. All that stuff. Um, so some is Senate oriented and then we have the family medical aid. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some bird and privilege I think I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub, because privilege drug is deadly to a bill. Birdable, it's important. It's you have to take it out, but privilege violation can take you out. Yeah, I mean that explains it. I mean, if it's bird, uh, it's gonna fuck with you. Um, but if it's privilege scrub, uh, maybe you don't have to get in the bird bath. Um, what? That made no sense. Yeah, no shit. It makes no sense. So she's not the person that you're going to send over. If we were serious about making some kind of statement or a real uh, diplomacy in Taiwan or anything like that, this is the last freaking person you would send. But she's going anyway. And then you have the problem. People are like, well, no, it's bad. It's bad. And even uh, the good old uh, White House liar, good old KJP, uh, she won't even talk about uh pelosi's trip to taiwan who is associated with chinese state media is suggesting that if speaker pelosi tries to go to taiwan her plane could be shot down does the president have a response to that you know i've been asked about i know you're asking specifically mm -hmm. about yeah. uh about uh, china the rhetoric that we're hearing from china yeah good but as it relates to uh the speaker's uh, the speaker's yeah. uh, uh, travels. travels. Okay. Uh, mm. It's something that we're just not going to speak to. You're right just now, not going to speak to it. Uh, we are. We are mm. not. Uh, just. Yeah. We're just not going to speak on. Yeah, they're just schedule. not going to speak uh, on it. As we have said multiple times, they're not going to speak to it or on it. And, and uh, guidance uh, to any member uh -huh. of Congress. Will you speak travel, around it? Region they travel, whether an advice on Above geopolitical uh, situation in the region or oh. in the country, Over and it. any national security Under it. Uh, uh, issues that may arise but again i'm I not can't. going to speak to a hypothetical she's not going to speak to a hypothetical of course they knew nancy was going there and she landed yesterday and she's gone today now you had weird weird reactions all over and this is quite possibly one of the weirdest ones was uh from the good old uh morning postum um morning postum uh he's acting all badass this is uh joe 
Scarborough over at the Morning Postum show. Uh, he's acting all ba- uh, badass here. He's oh boy. Foreign Ministry said this morning that their army will quote never sit by idly. Well, well, you know what? We have an army too, and would take strong measures. It won't sit by idly either. Don't tell our leaders where they can go and where they can't go. I salute Nancy Pelosi for going there for sending a message uh, that Taiwan is an ally, and and just as we won't support Taiwan's independence. Uh, and, and breaking away from this one China policy, uh, we will not stand idly by if if, main, if mainland China decides to invade Taiwan. Okay, now did you hear what he just said? Because he knows the policy, and we're going to listen to the policy coming from John Kirby. These people are saying com- two complete opposite things and somehow making an argument out of it. Now, do I believe that Taiwan should be independent? Well, of course. They should be completely independent to do their own thing. I don't uh, support anything that has to do with the Chinese Communist Party, period. Nothing whatsoever to do with it. Nothing. So, uh, of course, you would see the invasion of Taiwan by the Communist Chinese Party as um, as a an invasion of, uh, of another country. Um. But it's just really weird. He's saying, well, we don't, while we don't support their independence, well, then what the hell's the deal then? But if they invade, it's a problem. What? Like, you can't have it both ways, but they think some weird way they can. Now, here's the thing. Do I think Nance needs to be flying around the world talking to people? Hell no. Hell no. Uh, but I also think that once China starts saber rattling, well, then you have to. And then that's the sad part. You have to do it. Now, we're going to listen to some more of these news coverage and all that and what John Kirby from the Pentagon had to say about all of it. And then we're going to get into some of the weird reactions from people that I didn't expect. Or maybe uh, I actually research things a little bit better than some of the people that get paid millions of dollars to do this sort of thing. Uh, that's a possibility, too. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently, Joe Scarborough was very, very, boy, he was pissed. We have a military, too. We won't sit idly by. Well, no, we wouldn't. And neither would China shoot down Nancy Pelosi because then that's an act of war and they're in a hot war with the U.S. And then, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Here's another news report about how pissed China is that Pelosi was going to come. Continued to ramp up their warnings, saying it undermines China's sovereignty and security. We hope U.S. officials will clearly understand the importance and sensitivity of the issue and how dangerous it would be if the visit actually happens. The Chinese claim Taiwan as their own, and there are concerns Beijing could use the visit as a pretext to ramp up military action in the area. So here's the thing. China is trying to appear stronger than the U.S. That's what it's all about. It's all about posturing. And so they come out and they say, no, you can't do this and you can't do that. We are the only people that can dictate to the U.S. what they can and can't do. And unfortunately, they can't. And I don't, uh, you know, that's it's one of those things where there's people that disagree. And, and, and you know, it's, it's really weird. We're going to talk about those in a minute. But. It's just really, really odd. But yes, that's what you need to understand. This was not an actual diplomatic trip. This is Nance going over to check on Hubby's, you know, investment basically while he's working out his DUI in Napa, California. Um, 
And of course, it makes her a lot of money, too. Um, but anyway, um, but of course, China threatens all this. And no, nobody can come over here. It threatens our sovereignty. And we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. No, you're not. You're not. Here's John Kirby trying to somehow tiptoe around uh, what he's trying to say. I'm wondering, why did the president bother with this drama from the beginning? I mean, why not, rather than saying the military doesn't think it's a good idea to go, why not call the Chinese bluff or, or tell them to pound sand when they started bellyaching about the possibility of this trip, given, as you pointed out, there's no change in policy and there's precedent for Pelosi to visit Taiwan. So what's the drama? Yeah, uh, so first, his first uh, pushback was, I don't even know what you're talking about. They're not saying anything. Yeah, you don't even understand. You, you don't hear what you think you hear. You're not seeing what you think you're seeing. That was his first tact. Uh, apparently, when that did not work out, he turned to this. Repeatedly said uh, that we oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo from either side. Okay. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence. What? And we have said that we expect cross-strait differences to be resolved by peaceful means. Okay, again, they're not independent, but China can't do it. It's just really weird. It's a weird some kind of act that they're trying to do and it's called diplomatic ambiguity or diplo dipl yeah diplomatic ambiguity or some kind of crap basically we're going to say one thing means something else and kind of leave it up in the air so china doesn't know what we mean i'm sure they know what we mean um and that's obvious. Now, my perception of it is I do not care for Nancy Pelosi. I don't think she should go anywhere and do anything, but uh, she is a free human being and she can go if she wants. Okay, second part of this. Uh, she had to go. There's no other choice. I, I would have really, really, really lambasted her if she would not have gone and if Biden would have appeared even weaker and frailer than he already does, which is pretty weak and frail. But uh, if he appeared more weak and frail and said no nance can't go because china doesn't want it that makes us look like we are kowtowing to china which we cannot do now when i say there is weird reactions there are so, there were some really really weird reactions most of the people that i listen to and 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 pay attention to and read uh kind of had the same opinion i did uh we think nancy pelosi is terrible she is uh dementia ridden or drunk one of the two uh, and unfit to be in office and doesn't represent the U.S. really in any way other than in name only. Okay. But at the end of the day, if China wants to try to dictate where uh, officials go from the U.S., well, that's a big hell no. And we're going to go where we want. Now, that's pretty much what most of the pundits and everything else agreed on. So well, I don't think it's a great idea, but... You know, if she would have just said, no, I've thought about going, I'm not going to go before China said anything, we'd be like, well, OK, whatever. Don't care. Uh, once China starts threatening to shoot down planes and talking about like shooting down uh, escorter planes that we're going to escort her plane in. Um, yeah, it's a bridge too far. You don't have those that big of pants. OK, uh, you can act like you do, but you don't have the power that you think you do. So that has to be that West, the West, especially the U.S., has to make that statement and say, no, you're not going to dictate to us. Uh, you are not the power you think you are. 
we are still uh, way more powerful here and and we're gonna you know we're gonna make these uh, decisions so that's that's where you're at and that's basically what it was and of course it was just china making a bunch of noise and trying to beat their chest and show that they have some kind of influence and luckily it didn't work now what did they do well they scrambled together really quick and had a whole bunch of military exercises that are supposed to scare people and live firing in the the pacific region and all that and here's what i mean when i say that pelosi really did not have any particular reason for going there um because she couldn't come out and say well i'm just checking on my husband's uh investment at your expense the taxpayer's expense and i'm flying over she couldn't really say that so she came up with this rambling diatribe drunkenness whatever it is about why she was going to asia the um president earlier well earlier in his term talked about a strong emphasis on the asian pacific uh he he has visited there as vice president's visit there the secretary of commerce and others and uh, we want the congress of the united states to be part of that initiative of course as a west coast person we see the pacific as there are you know that's our their home we're part of that as well that is not to diminish the importance of our uh, transatlantic relationships as well but uh, it's it's we're i'm very excited if should we go uh, to the countries that we're, we you'll be hearing about along the way Okay, so it made no sense. Long rambling, whatever. She was going to check on the investment. Trust me on that one. Uh, anyway, I got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. We'll talk more about it. Rated the worst. Losing the most bags. Shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract? From billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs, Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike, stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political attacking georgia's popular voting law why to distract from years of dismal sales terrible 2020 results reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in china coca-cola products are poisoning america's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic so the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms but they got busted james quincy coca-cola stop poisoning our children serve your customers not woke politicians all right and we're back so i want to discuss this because i really like <clears throat> tucker carlson i agree with him on a lot of things but like many many people in the uh the this the media sphere the political sphere whatever you want i don't always agree with everyone all the time obviously if i did i would be really weird uh and i highly disagree now a couple nights this week tucker has spent talking about how uh, it's a terrible idea. Nancy shouldn't go. 
it's going to provoke a, a war or it could provoke a war with China. And we don't want that. It would be a disaster and how America just couldn't win a war against China. And they really build China up. And then he has the um, General McGregor on there. Now, McGregor is interesting because he came on uh, way back in the winter talking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And I didn't agree with him then either. I thought he was way off base of what he was talking about. He was talking about the enormous might of the Russian army and how they were just going to, within a couple weeks, surround uh, Kiev. And then they were just going to uh, starve people out or start uh, massive fires and burn people and kill thousands and tens of thousands of people. And that Ukraine should really just give up now or figure out some way because uh, Russia was just way too big and powerful. Now, we made huge mistakes with that whole situation. Number one, we decided we were going to somehow sanction Putin out of war and all it did was enrich russia uh and help china and hurt the u.s and the uk and the in europe a lot so he was really wrong i didn't agree with him then i thought he was way off base with the whole thing with ukraine not because i think ukraine is somehow um i don't know some special situation but what i do know is throughout history and, uh, and many, many times over, the one thing that is very, very hard to do is to invade and take over a country where the large part of the citizenry is against you and they're fighting for not only their homes and their land, but their way of life and their government, their governing ideas and freedom. If you're going to try to take that from somebody, you can expect a fight to the death. And so just for that fact alone, before we spent, you know, $80 billion helping them out, I thought Ukraine would hold up against the Russians pretty well. Um, there's something to be said for the the heart and soul of, of people that are fighting for their homes and for their, their country and freedom and all that. Not saying that Ukraine is particularly free, um, because apparently, and especially in the past uh, month, it has turned out that things are going pretty dark over there, whether it's silencing journalists, outlawing opposition, all kinds of propaganda, that whole thing. Or if you got Zelensky telling Americans, just give us more money, screw you, worried about feeding your family, you know, all that, the whole thing. But I did know that people fighting in that situation are much tougher and you're not going to win that war quickly or if you're going to win at all. And people go, well, they're so much more powerful. They have so much better weaponry. Yes, yeah, so did uh, Russia going into Afghanistan and so did the U.S. going into Afghanistan. Let me know how that worked out. Is Afghanistan uh, fully democratized and a big friend of the U.S. these days? No. No, we spent 20 years there. We uh, killed some terrorists and uh, did a few things, but for the most part, nothing changed. They're back to living in the past and the old ways. Uh, you know, the Taliban is back in charge. Um, so how'd they do that? Well, number one, they did it because we didn't nuke them, which was a terrible idea. I'm just throwing out ideas. The only way you're going to completely crush something like that is you're going to have to nuke it, turn it into a nuclear wasteland, wait for the radiation to die down, and then repopulate it. It's about the only way you're going to eliminate it altogether. But that was essentially what would have it would take for Russia to then completely defeat Ukraine. Otherwise, it's going to be a 20, 30-year war that, like they fought in Afghanistan with people fighting and sabotaging them and killing them until the number gets so high that the people of Russia revolt and it's over. 
That's that's essentially where they're at. Okay. That being said, this guy comes on to Tucker, and they're talking about how man, you know, China is this super super strong and just their military is just out of sight now, and oh blah blah now, oh they're going to lose if they fight them. Well, I highly disagree. Number one, China is in no position; they do not want a hot war with the U.S. Period whatsoever. One big reason. The U.S. military is well-proven and well-fought, okay? We've been fighting wars and small wars, proxy wars, any type of thing since after World War II. Not, it's not counting World War II, which, of course, the U.S. showed the might that we have here. Um, but since then, there's been many conflicts and whatnot. Okay, that means that the U.S. military is well versed in warfare we have fought in all different types all different theaters we understand how this works how many uh wars has china been in since world war ii kind of hard to think huh yeah uh, none okay help you out none uh they do not have battle tested they do not have battle ready soldiers they have recruits okay who don't get paid a whole lot and resent a lot of them resent their situation. That's your first problem. Second problem. I, they said, well, you know, China just is going to rule the oceans and the U S can't keep up with them. Well, there's another lie. We have the large, the Nimitz class carriers, America. Well, I believe the last count was nine. We have nine super carriers, basically. Uh, that outnumbers the rest of the world um, by quite a whole damn bunch. All right. China has two that size. Now, what's the difference? Uh, they said, well, you know, China's got this uh, strategic advantage. They have this weapon system, that weapon system. Well, the only weapon systems that China has are ones that they've tried to steal from the U.S., uh, secret stuff that they've stolen and tried to re-engineer or build on their own. Um most of it falls short. They do not have the military might. Now, if you're talking about just sheer numbers, you want to talk just sheer, pure numbers of people in the military, then yes, yes, they do have far more. Number one, they have far more people. We have a third of their population. Their population still growing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they could throw more bodies at it. That is true. The problem is they do not have the superiority or in any way able to fight a war. Number three, the biggest problem is, is their economy is in a huge, huge, huge downfall and problem right now. I've talked about this before. They are doing bank holidays, shit that we saw here uh, right after the 29 crash when the depression was getting ready to start. Bank holidays that don't end, people's life savings, everything gone, no access. And of course, they're not allowed to you know, then protest because then yeah, you're getting a little too out of line. Okay. So China has a lot of issues. Plus a review by the CCP of uh, Winnie the Pooh is coming up soon. And, uh, you know, he can't be involved in a major war that they're not going to win if he wants to stay in power, basically. So it's just really strange. You know, you hear these things and, and people that you, uh, 
generally like and generally agree with all of a sudden come out with these just very strange takes. And I don't understand. Again, maybe they just don't do the research on China and where China's at right now. They're still trying to do zero COVID lockdown policies in places. Um, yes, they do have manufacturing, but their manufacturing is dwindling. They do have weapon systems. Most of those are either hand downs, hand me downs from Russia, which are far and away inferior, or they have stolen technology that they have tried to re engineer and, and put together, and that is not good either. So there's major problems. And trust me, these are not people, when you talk about the CCP. These are not people that are going to sit idly by and bide their time to take territory or try to invade something if they think there is no problem and no one can stop them. They're just going to do it, i.e. Hong Kong. The reason they haven't done it yet is because they know they can't sustain it. Number two, they don't have the experience to execute something like this. They do not have the real world experience in any shot. And thirdly, they are in no financial position to be doing any of it whatsoever right now. And that's one of the things I don't understand. So I don't really uh, get where all these people are coming from. Um, again, I don't think Nancy Pelosi should be, uh, you know, trying to represent us around the world. That's a terrible idea. But again, once China starts trying to act big and bad, you can't give in to them. And no, I don't believe that they're going to launch anything anytime soon. I just don't think they are financially in a position to, and they do not have support of the people at home. Uh, Xi Jinping is too worried about his uh, whatever his review or whatever the hell's coming up. Uh, that whole thing, I'm not up on that. But, I mean, they have major financial problems going on. I mean, they have major issues going on, and they've really hurt their economy with the zero COVID lockdown policies. Happen to know that, for example, uh, a company I'm familiar with um, does have a um, some ties to China, and you know they had major, major losses this year because um, nothing could open, and for months. So, yeah, big issue, big, big issues. So. Uh, China, nah, they're just, you know, trying to act big and bad. It is really strange, though. They did get some cheap oil. I'm sure it has nothing whatsoever to do with Hunter's dealings with CEFC, the uh, com Chinese Communist Party-owned uh, energy company that, just strangely enough, ended up on the recipient list to be able to buy oil from the U.S.'s uh, strategic oil reserve. Sure, nothing had to do with any of that, along with the oligarchs. Uh, we were supposed to be punishing from Russia. We were supposed to be, uh, you know, taking their money, supposed to be uh, taking their yachts, uh, supposed to be sanctioning them. Uh, only a handful were left out. Strangely enough, the handful that were connected to, you guessed it, Hunter Biden. Weird, right? Very odd. Shouldn't be a problem. I don't think there's any story there. No, no, not at all. Anyway, what else happened? <clears throat> well, there is this strange story. Now, this was uh, this just happened uh, day before yesterday or night before, whatever. It happened just, um, I think, Monday night. <sighs> this is so weird. Okay, so Biden comes out to announce that uh, a terrorist has been killed in Afghanistan by a drone strike. Um, 
Al Zahiri. Um, I guess he was second in command. Um, I do remember the name. Do you remember the images of him? Um, he was second in command uh, in Al-Qaeda to uh, Osama bin Laden. Uh, he was seen many times uh, at the side of Osama and uh, after his death in 2011, uh, where we, you know, killed bin Laden. Uh, Al-Zawahiri uh, supposedly took over. And then again, uh, earlier this week, they said, well, we drone struck him, you know, with some missiles. And now he's dead. And here is Biden uh, touting that. We, uh, we, we make it clear again tonight that no matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, if you are a threat to our people, the United Can't States people. will find you and take you out. <laughs> After relentlessly seeking Zawahiri for years under Presidents Bush, Obama, and Trump, our intelligence community located Zawahiri earlier this year. He had moved to downtown Kabul to reunite with members of his immediate family. Seriously. After carefully considering the clear and convincing evidence of his location, I authorized a precision strike that would remove him from the battlefield once and for all. Okay, now, this is not a bad story. Okay, this is a good thing. I applaud it. Yes, Zawahiri, bad guy, dead bad guy, fine. No problem with that whatsoever. Here's where I run up against it. Now, this is a problem. Now, I don't even know who to trust anymore. And the reason that media is not making a bigger deal of this, although CNN contributors had something to say that you're going to find interesting. We're going to check that out in a second. But here's a problem. Most people at first were like, yeah, great. All right. Alza, here we dead. Yay. Yay. Good job. Good job. We we needed to take out the, the people that were um, responsible for 9-11 and, uh, you know, all the deaths of uh, many, many people. Uh, great. There's just one problem. Did we kill him? It's a good question. Well, here, all the way back uh, in 2020, when I think there was a few things going on other than um, terrorist news or <laughs> needing momentum for a midterm election. Not saying that that's the case, just saying that, boy, if you really needed good momentum headed into an election, you could claim to kill the number two of Al-Qaeda. Um, that might help boost your uh ratings a little bit might your opinion polls might boost them a little bit might help into the midterms just saying that's a possibility way back in 2020 when everybody was consumed and completely distracted by the coronavirus there was a story that came out and this is very odd uh but this was dug up today and i started reading it uh very interesting uh a man died in pakistan apparently asthma related issues uh, was old, unwell, and uh, passed away. His name was Al Zahiri. Zahiri. Yeah, weird, huh? Uh, so according to this story, this guy died two years ago. And what's really strange about that, the timing of when that story came out was like February of 2020. So he could have possibly died. <laughs> I love it. He could have possibly died from COVID. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that till just now. God. Oh, oh. 
possibly could have died of COVID. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it said illness due to a lifelong asthmatic condition, not in good health. Uh, Al Zahiri died uh, in Pakistan. Um, yeah, two years ago. Now, uh, that was not huge at the time. It wasn't touted. Uh, not a lot went on. And, of course, it kind of got buried because, well, everybody was too worried about corona. Now, is there a thought that maybe, just maybe, that, I don't know, somebody needed a boost? Opinion polls, everything needed to go up before the midterms. Things are looking pretty bad. We need help. We need a lifeline. How about we kill a terrorist? We shoot off a couple missiles into, you know, somewhere in the Middle East and Afghanistan and say, hey, listen, we killed this guy. And how could you do that without making doubly sure? Well, if you already knew the guy was dead, be pretty easy to claim you killed him because, I mean, nobody can say he's still alive. He's not going to pop back up. I don't know. And the sad part is. I never thought there would be an issue where I would be like, huh, I wonder who I trust. Do I trust the Pakistani people uh, who claimed that uh, he was already dead two years ago? Or do I trust the Biden administration and the intelligence services? Boy, that's a good one, huh? That is a good one. Who do you trust? I don't know who to trust. One thing I do know is this dude's dead. Now, he might have been dead for two years or he might have died this week. Either way, pretty damn sure the dude's dead as hell. And so that's definitely a good thing. So I'm not too worried about uh, that end of it. But it is very weird. It's very suspicious. And then the added bonus that I just uh, recognized that uh, maybe the dude died from COVID um, made it even more just freaking insane um the world we live in right now wow wow anyway <laughs> very interesting very interesting uh the possibilities the possibilities i just don't know i don't know i guess you'll have to decide on that one i've got to think on it for a minute uh just saying we're headed into some pretty uh rough times for the democrat party uh midterms are not looking good uh they were going to hang their hat on the uh, abortion uh, situation that does not appear to be uh, going very well. Uh, they have been trying to tout their wonderful gains uh, within the uh, gasoline pricing. Uh, that seems to be working really well uh, since it's down. They actually came out. You're going to love this. They came out and said this is the fastest drop in gas uh, prices in history Uh because it went from over five dollars to now it's only four sixteen. Uh you do realize it's still higher than it's ever been, right? But no, they Overton Winder you. They put it so far to one side that once it comes back a little bit, you're like, oh well it's getting better. Yeah, it still sucks. It's still two dollars more than what we should be paying per gallon. So you can you can F right off of that. I I don't really care. Uh so Mansion. Joe Manchin has caved that's another big story uh, from my original home state of West Virginia, Joe Manchin. Now, <clears throat> I lived there uh, when he was uh, governor, Joe Manchin, um, and people need to understand a lot about Joe Manchin. Number one, he's a rich guy. He's a rich guy because, you know, he comes from a family that owned 
uh, a mining company. Okay, so he's made a shit ton of money. He is fabulously wealthy. His wife is uh, fabulous wealth, fabulously wealthy. His family's fabulously wealthy, and a lot of that has now come to fruition because of his power. Now, at the end of the day, to think that he actually cares about uh, a lot of the poor struggling people in west virginia well that's not true i mean obviously that's never been an issue for him so uh that's not really uh, an issue at the at the moment what he's really worried about is losing uh power and losing uh the base and his you know being able to be reelected. so uh you know of course he pushed back on the uh build back better thing because that was just an obvious atrocity this one is just as much of an atrocity uh i love how he tries to spin this uh somebody nails him down about it and uh, he really tries to spin this one do you have that this actually do what this legislation is promising to do which is reduce inflation it's pretty much common sense if you look at the common sense but oh. you know i'm used uh-huh. to all the analysis going on there's been 17 nobel laureates who said that basically inflation would be transitory oh okay okay um what did he just say so this bill is supposedly going to bring down inflation now how is it going to bring down inflation well well huh Hmm. Well, uh, they're going to raise taxes on everybody. Yeah, everyone. Absolutely, everyone's going to pay more in taxes. Uh, which for people uh, in lower income means uh, more is going to be taken out of each check and you will receive less back in a tax return. Yes, that's what that means. Less money. More of your money going to the government, less of it getting back to you at the end of the year that's what that means and of course uh, they said i remember the old promise nobody making under uh, so many hundred thousand dollars well this goes all the way down to uh 20 grand a year which is uh, just about as destitute as you can be in this country and uh, you're still going to pay more in taxes so uh, you're going to pay more in taxes will that help with inflation well uh in some weird way i guess it would uh except for the fact that all the money you're raising through these tax increases are then going to go uh back out the door and they're going to hurt the people oh yeah of places like west virginia because there's a big green situation attached to it so it's going to hurt them even more because you know gas and coal is what fuels west virginia and what little economy they do have, and I can speak from personal experience, what little economy they do have in West Virginia is dependent on energy. And he just stuck a knife through it. And he's going to charge all those people who are poor and in bad situations even more taxes while he drives his Maserati. But now he probably will have even a better car. Because I just want to be honest, Maseratis are pretty much shit. Okay. Learned a lot about car. I'm not going to bore everybody with the reasons i've learned these things uh just some shows and stuff i watched uh but yeah by the way um yeah maseratis are crap maybe he'll actually level up to a decent car uh but he tries to defend his tax hike bill which is exactly what it is and of course just by listening i mean it's just common sense if you use the common sense what common sense are you using do you do math how about math let's do math let's try that jackass here he is trying to defend it and here's how you know it's full of shit because you listen to how he tries to defend what the hell he's doing and uh yeah you can tell i didn't think it would come to fruition i didn't want to ha- disappoint people again they were all disappointed he didn't want to disappoint people Matt that's what it was that's what and, got him over the top. my delegation if you will 
uh, for eight months we worked on it. I couldn't get there with Build Back Better. It was three and a half trillion dollars of spending. And this right. is a, taking three and a half trillion dollars of spending down to four hundred billion dollars mm. of investment. Okay, so we're not going to spend three and a half trillion because, you know, uh, then China would own the U.S. because we would have to borrow that from somewhere and or print it. And, yeah, it would just set everything so much on fire that the United States would totally and completely collapse. So we can't do that. Okay. Uh, we've just boiled it down to a $400 billion investment. Well, where are you getting that money there, Joe? Where are you getting it? Well, you guys don't make any money, right? You guys don't uh, didn't have any sales, didn't have anything like that. No bake sales on the in front of the Capitol building. Uh, no, no, none of that. No, maybe maybe you could take that four hundred billion out of your cut of the jab money that you robbed from the American people. Uh, you could try that, but either way, one way or another, you are robbing the American people to spend. Oh, sorry, invest. In green energy. And where does green energy come from, Joe? Does it come from uh, people in West Virginia building it, Joe? Well, no. No, it comes from China. Uh, well, that doesn't seem like it's going to help the people from the state you come from, does it? No. Seems like it's going to hurt them a whole lot. Not only are they going to lose their jobs because, well, you're destroying the industry that supports them and destroying America, by the way, because we need uh, cheap and efficient power to uh, keep all of our things rolling, especially if you want to have electric cars, by the way, there, Joe. Uh, you need a lot more coal for that, by the way, because you got to produce a lot more electricity. And I hate to tell you, but uh, you're not going to get all that electricity from, uh, you know, terrible land destroying windmills or uh disastrous poisonous non-recyclable uh solar panels all made in china and shipped over here at uh, great great uh, use of fossil fuel by the way uh all that aside all, all all that aside that ecological disaster that you guys are trying to perpetrate on everyone with your batteries your lithium cobalts nickel mining yeah we're going to skip over all the ecological disasters you're trying to impose on everybody and you're just going to rob the shit out of people who they're going to not have jobs anymore because you're killing them and sending it all to china but it's an investment in their future what future do they have well, thanks to jackasses like you who want to upgrade from your shitty Maserati to maybe a new Ferrari or maybe a McLaren, uh, it takes $400 billion robbed from the American people and jacking up their taxes to tell them how much better off they'll be with this new investment. And everybody's pocketbook. No. And that's fighting inflation. That's what we're doing. So no, you're with not. That, I didn't want to build anyone anticipation up and then they come down and up and down and like a yo-yo with the uh -huh. with drama that goes into this. So I just basically uh hunkered down with my he staff. He hunkered down with yeah, his staff this for some and, uh, in May. Been doing it since and then May. we thought it fell apart. A couple weeks ago, we came sure. back to Chuck's came back. credit. Came back. Let's start talking some yeah. more. Mm -hmm. We did to see if we yeah. could scale this thing to where we could basically put it in a position that we have it today, which I think is great. Oh, a me great opportunity. Too. It's not a it's Democrat great. bill. It's not a Republican bill. It's definitely not a green bill. What is this it? is a red, white, and blue bill. It's a red, white, and blue bill. Yep, red, white, and blue. Uh, yep, that's that's what it is. You feel very patriotic uh, while you pay the government more money. 
It's going to bring down inflation. Do you know why it's going to bring down inflation, by the way? Number one, it'll help bring down inflation because they're going to you know, be taking back uh, money that they printed and shouldn't have sent out to begin with. Uh, that's the first way I guess it would and sort of theoretically take back down inflation. The only problem is they're not actually going to just take that money back and destroy it, which is the only way, by the way. Can I just help everybody out? The only way you can reduce inflation, mind you, is you would have to take money from people, all people. You would have to take money away and start destroying it. Why, do you ask, would you have to do that? Well, you'd have to do that because you have to reduce the money supply, therefore making the dollar worth more, therefore reducing inflation. It's the only way you can do it. But are they going to do that? Uh, no. Nor would they get away with trying to do it. Because if they actually came up with a plan and said, hey, we're going to come around and uh, we're going to take uh, whatever dollar amount a week away from every American. And we're just going to put it through a shredder and then burn the scraps and we're going to make everybody richer. Uh, people would say you're insane. You actually could make that work. There's actually a crazy way around where you could make that work because you'd reduce the money supply, making the dollar more valuable, meaning the dollars that people then still had left over would be worth more than what they lost. That is a possibility. One way it could work. That's not what they're going to do. They are taking more money from you so they can spend it on Chinese goods, buying garbage to destroy the planet. Yes, you heard me right. Destroy the planet while waving their green flag and proclaiming that they are above all the most virtuous and care the most about the planet. Much more than you, plebe. Give up your car Get a rideshare and a Tesla, which, by the way, are, you know, they may look cool. They may look cool. I'm watching some uh, interesting facts about uh, electric cars. Um, yeah, they're, they're terrible. Let's just be honest. They're just terrible. They don't even come into the same realm as the combustion engine. And they won't for a very, very, very long time. There are many leaps forward we need to do in technology before that technology will really be a useful alternative to anything else. And that's just the way it is. Uh, for example, I watched a recent uh, test of just, you know, what kind of range a standard Standard EV, you know, only costs $60,000, a Tesla Model 3. Uh, when you go out on the highway, you have a full tank of gas, and you decide, well, you know, hey, I'm really going to put the hammer down for a little while, and you get it up really fast, um, you can probably make it further than, say, I don't know, 16 miles. I mean, yeah, if you went 16 miles hammered down in your car, you might notice a little fluctuation in the gas tank. You'd be like, ah, oh, just burn up a bunch of gas. And I guess I won't get as many miles a gallon this trip. But now I can slow down and drive another couple hundred miles, say, and still be fine. Well, you can't do that in an electric car because if you do that after about 16 to 18, maybe on the outside 20 miles, uh, full hammer down, speeding like crazy. Well, you're going to be on the side of the road because their battery's dead. And now you've got hours to wait for it to be fully recharged. Well, it doesn't sound very efficient at all. And it's not. And it costs more. It costs more to charge an electric vehicle than it does to buy gasoline. I don't know. Were you under the impression that charging these things were free? 
Well, obviously they're not. Uh, you want to use the fast charging, express charging, whatever that comes out of an account you have to set up when you buy a Tesla or whatever uh, electric vehicle that you buy. You have to set up an account and have money in it so you can pay for that charging. And by the way, the cost is higher than a tank of or more than you know what it would be per gallon for gas. And you say, well, I'm going to skip all that. I'm going to save money because all I'm going to do is plug my car in at home. Well, that would be fine if you don't plan on needing to go anywhere for a few days uh, while you plug it into your, you know, regular outlet and let your car charge. You could do that and uh, it's going to take you maybe 36 hours to get it fully charged. So you can go another couple hundred miles uh, at a very reasonable speed. Uh, you can go a couple hundred miles and uh, but don't worry, it's only going to drive your electricity bill way the hell up okay i mean it's not like you plugged in a, a tv okay you just plugged in another major major appliance and left it running on high for 36 hours now you say well maybe i don't have 36 hours well then you can pay to have a fast charging situation uh, you know, installed in your home, which is going to cost you a lot and have an electrician come in and, uh, you know, bring in more high powered uh, line and run a special socket to have that high powered, high wattage uh, situation put in. And then you could fast charge your car at home. Again, uh, be prepared for your ass to hurt very rough. It's going to be real rough when you get your power bill. Now, are you using less fossil fuel? Well, no, you're not because most of the electricity is produced with fossil fuels because obviously the toxic green renewable energies which aren't renewable by the way uh they're not even recyclable um they can't power it so what have you accomplished well here's what you've accomplished you've paid for people like joe manchin to have a lot nicer car he can upgrade from that shitty maserati now and he can maybe then afford a mclaren and uh and you'll feel better about that now you are going to be driving the equivalent of a super shitty prius that you can't go very far and you have to pay out the ass to be able to then plug it in and have it charged just so you can go to work and back so you can pay for your $60,000 loan on a car that is essentially worse than a moped. It may look cool, but you can always be assured that along with that shitty car that doesn't go very far and is much more expensive, not only for payments, but in actually keeping it running and uses more fossil fuels, um, that is, you know, apparently causing more damage to the climate than any, you know, combustion engine car. Don't worry. Because at the end of the day, you can be assured that you are helping the people like Bill Gates and many, many others like him, Al Gore, the Forrest Gump of climate. You're helping all of these people become fabulously, fabulously more rich so they can drive their very high-powered combustion engine cars, fly all over the world in their private jets, just to let you know what a horrible human being you are for just wanting to be able to drive to work and back without having to worry that you're going to be on the side of the road trying to run an extension cord to a very high-priced charging station. So I hope that helps out. 
This stuff is so stupid and it is disgusting. I just wish more and more people would wake up to what the hell the scam that they are being sold. Would there be a great, uh, would it be great if we could find alternatives? Well, we already have a great alternative to many uh, of these, um, many of these forms of energy, especially when it comes to electricity, and that is nuclear. It is very, very clean in regards to, um, you know, climate or whatever you want to put carbon, which again, everything is carbon, but uh, nuclear uh, only produces water vapor, which, you know, O2, H2O seems, you know, seems pretty innocuous. Seems like that might be a little bit better. We'll see. Yes. Uh, much less fuel spent on per wattage per watt of power produced far less fuel spent on that sort of thing. A lot more natural resources left over to do other things with. There's a lot of perks to it. And there probably are many, many, many other alternatives that could be worked out. It's just the fact that no one's pursuing them because, well, people who are making absurd amounts of money on scamming everyone in the world, especially people in first world countries, uh, is just too great. They're making way too much money and the possibility of making even more money off the backs of people far less fortunate than themselves is just too great for them to pass up. And so that's why we are where we are with all this. But I hope you, uh, you know, don't take my word for it. Do some research. Find out what uh, all this is about because you will find uh, that it's not what you think at all. Anyway, that's going to do it for me today. Please do remember to like, subscribe, rate, review. All those things help out so much. Tell a friend. Uh, if you'd like to send a message, question, comment, any of those things, you can do so. Eric-America.com is the website at Eric's America Pod on Facebook, Eric's underscore podcast at Twitter. And if you want to send an old fashioned email, Eric's American Pod at gmail.com. All that will come to me. I couldn't afford staff if I wanted to. Uh, I will be back next week. And until then, just remember it's no agenda, just America. <laughs> <laughs>